Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow! Welcome to day two of season 21! Thank you. Revival is here. Revival is here. I'm not just exciting you. Revival is here. And if it has not yet been revealed to you, it is coming. You're about to encounter. You know, Apostle came and told us the other day that many of you here, you look at us, your team, and you're like, eh, this, this man is so excited about these things. I don't get it. And he's like, it's okay. That you're, it's coming for you. You're going, he said you're going to start coming to disturb him. That is revival. When your passions shift, when the things you used to wonder, why are people so excited? Now you are the one. And you're wondering, why aren't people so excited? Say, it's coming my way. It's such an honor for me to teach here at season 21 in this year, 2022. Even though I'm not fasting, I must confess, because there are things which put a demand on the anointing and they subject you to change. You know, every time I stand up here, one of the things that you've noticed that we do often is to stop and honor our shepherd. It's not a routine. It's not some box to tick. It's because we want you to know that we don't stand here on our own authority. That there's a place we come from. That by the grace of God, there are people he has put over us. I'll tell you the truth, worship harvest. If it was not that God placed in my path Apostle Mose, I, I, there is no way I would be here today preaching the gospel. I would be alive, but somewhere very sure that I'm living a life of significance and absolutely deceived. Apostle, when I thought about you today, I thought of a scripture, which I love this year, my new exciting scripture. It's in Jeremiah 23, 4. It says, I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them and they shall fear no more. No, no be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. This has been fulfilled in my life, not only mine, but I'm the one who is here. When you met me, you know, I was a fearful young woman, and my fear made me make so many decisions out of fear. I wanted to be approved of. I wanted to be loved. I had so much rejection that I carried. I was fearful. I was mostly depressed. On and off, my emotions were up and down. But mostly I was controlled by fear when I remember. And I was lacking in a lot of ways, in confidence. I was lacking in, I had no opinion. 
genuinely and when I say that I'm not saying that I had a few opinions or I feared to share them. I had a blank mind and I used to look at people. How do you get an opinion? Do they take you to school to teach you how to th- genuinely? And there are people here, maybe that's how you are. You really admire people who have opinions. People think you just don't want to talk but there's nothing in the head. I was like that. And God placed you over me as a shepherd. And you have fed me. Sometimes with chiboko, sometimes with the ice cream, a good, good mix. And I think that now I am also a shepherd. I'm now also a shepherd. And God is causing me to feed others that they will fear no more, that they will not be dismayed, and that they are not lacking. I can actually point at some people and say, that one, I met them when they were fearful when they had no hope, when they are now by the grace of God because you shepherded me and made me become a shepherd. You didn't just shepherd me so that I prosper, but you shepherded me and taught me to be a shepherd of others, to raise others up, to lift others up, that my life is no longer just about me. Apostle, you, you, you might get tired, but me, I will not stop. When I have an opportunity, I want to honor you before these people and say thank you for being a good shepherd who has turned me into a shepherd of others, from being a selfish, scared person to one who now loves others and wants what's best for them. So thank you so much, Apostle. You may be seated, you guys. Today, I want to repeat a statement and soon I'll ask the worship team to come and declare in song something prophetic. Apostle made a statement yesterday. He said, God is in a hurry. Say, God is in a hurry. Say, God is in a hurry. Last year, we kept declaring thus the scripture. You remember it in Isaiah 60, 22? What does it say? A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will what? Make it happen slowly in its time. Hasten it. God is in a hurry. God wants to do something significant in this generation. And I'd like yesterday after Apostle told, he made so many statements that, that I kept writing down. But you know, one of the things he has kept saying consistently, and now I'm paying attention to it, and maybe when he says it, he's so frustrated that sometimes you may think maybe he's quarreling, but he's not. He's a prophet. He has kept saying that don't be annoyed when you see God promoting those who are serving him. And I tell you what, God is in a hurry. This year, you're going to see the people who have, you, you're going to see yourself, you, who has chosen to serve God. You are going to see him promote you, accelerate you. I'm, I'm telling you things that have taken people years to find. You're going to find them in weeks, in days. Things that have, you felt like there's shame over you. People have laughed at you. God is going to elevate you speedily. God is in a hurry. Get on board. You can either be a spectator or you can join the bandwagon. And it's not about how long you've served. Some people will just start serving and in one month, God is going to accelerate you. He's a God of grace. God is in a hurry. And I'm going to invite the worship team to sing a prophetic song that I heard yesterday. And I asked them this afternoon to please learn and sing. And because they are excellent. But I want you to receive every word spoken in that song. Because I felt like I don't know how to say this. There's a song that says it. Let them speak it in song. So receive it in the name of Jesus. Wow. Wow. What a prophetic song.
Please be seated. And you know what? Apostle, you know, I think we know him too much as an apostle, but he's a prophet. One of the most accurate you'll ever see, but because he doesn't put on a bad face and be, speak weird, sometimes you can miss the stuff. But one of the words he gave us at a senior leader's retreat was, do you guys remember? Next level. Next level. It's time for the next level in every area of your life. Now the prophecy you believe is the one that works for you. So me, don't wake me up. That is my word which God spoke to me personally. I don't even, I, I don't, like, do you understand? Eh? It's mine. It came to me in the night. It's mine. I received the next level. And there are people here, you've, re you've reached a point where, be careful, you're despising prophecies. Because you're, you're remembering, how about the other one which they gave me? And then the other one, that's the devil. The thief, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The word of the Lord. You see the enemy is after the word, he's after the seed. Because when I take the seed, I take the harvest. And any good thief knows that instead of waiting to come and steal your harvest, I, I just take the seed, it's easier. It's easier to steal a fennet seed than a fennet tree. So he makes you despise the seed because what is a fennet seed? What you don't see is that that fennet seed will be feeding generations with fennet. He's after the word. Ah, today, I'm here to debunk lies. Today, I'm here to awaken you to truth. I'm telling you, if you came for another meeting, you need to go. Today, we are here to, do, to just shift some stuff in the spirit. It's time for us to take God seriously. It's time for us to take God seriously, where we become like mad men and mad women. Where we become like Abraham and you refuse to consider the deadness of your body and the deadness of the womb of your wife and you consider God faithful until you see his word come to pass. Whether it takes 25 years, you said it, I believe it, it is done. It's time for the crazies to awaken. And revival is for the crazies. The ones who you think are unreasonable. I've joined them. I'm one of them. I'm going to say some statements which Apostle said, just, it's okay. If you heard them, don't think I'm trying to, to steal his things. The thing is that a child can't steal from their parent. When my kids open the fridge at home and eat things, they are not thieves, even if it's me who bought them. My things are theirs. Do you understand? So if I say my father's statements, don't say, eh, why didn't you say, just believe I'm not a thief. There is a lie that, that, that says that you will attain greatness by pursuing the things of this world. Say it's a lie! There is a lie that you will attain greatness by pursuing the things of this world. That when you're called CEO, you have arrived. That when you study in university XYZ in country Z, you have arrived. Hey. That if you went to a primary school which no longer exists, you can, that, you, that, you, that now you cannot attain greatness. That your greatness is, at, is attached to something that a human being has made. 
There is a lie that serving God makes you disadvantaged. It's been working in some of your lives. It's been guiding you to make some decisions. It's been making you weigh the options against serving God and, 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 and serving mammon. You've been weighing things. It's a lie. Pharaoh must go. The times of slavery for the church and the children of God are over. Where there is a veil on our eyes thinking we are at a disadvantage. Well, that clock, I don't know who made it. But that clock is a lie. Um, yeah, the clock must go. Yesterday, Apostle said that if I was, that the best advice I can give you, and he said it almost to tears, that the best advice I can give you is prioritize the agenda of heaven. The world is going to tell you that you still have time. That you should give your best years to Pharaoh. Make him a priority. That's why you are able to wake up and go to work by 7 a.m. But going to church on Sunday is a burden. That's how it shows up. Once a week. Once on a Sunday. It's too much work. And yet from Monday to Saturday, some of you, you're at work by 7 promptly. You've been deceived. That's why you're able to save and buy trinkets. But when you look at the tithe, it looks like too much to give to God. That's why you're able to leave your children behind and go to study a PhD in South America. And leave your, three, your, your, your six months old baby. And learn a new language just to survive. But you cannot start a mission or community. why you will go out of your way to learn a new skill that absolutely inconveniences you and is out of your personality type. You will do a sales job even if you consider yourself to be quiet and, and, and intimidated but you can't go for evangelism. We've been deceived. You see the one who deceives you robs you. But if you find a liar and a thief you usually don't treat them the same. You think that a thief is worse than a liar. Deception is one of the highest forms of robbery because you don't even realize you've been robbed. That's why a person who comes and deceives you and you hand over your money willingly thinking it's a deal, then it hits you. Oops, I've just been conned. Because when I deceive you, you participate in handing over what is yours to me. A thief is more open, they bang the door, you can't even call for help. But a liar? You participate in helping them take what belongs to you. You give your best years to Pharaoh. We are debunking lies tonight. We are not here for a sermon over to write notes. No. Today, we are shifting mindsets. Today, we are turning on lights. We've been deceived too long. And it's time for us to love one another properly. You look your brother, your sister in the eye and say you've been deceived.
Instead of saying, I, I understand, your job is too, is, is too crazy. No, make adjustments. You're being robbed and you're participating. Can you imagine? I remember a friend of ours. He had just been laid off work. I'm sure he's watching right now. Thankfully, he recovered. And he had all his savings, about nine million. And it was about nine million, his savings, and it was right before his wedding. And he meets a man in Kampala who seems to know his name perfectly, his name which they call him at home. And you know, I come and say, Nance, how are you? Then you're like, this person must know me. Eh? We start talking, I seem to know details about you. And then I, at that point, you're looking for a way to increase your money because you've just been laid off. You're about to get married. You have your savings. You're like, how can I increase it? I pre presented to him a deal that was too good to be true. Let me tell you, usually if it's too good to be true and it's not in the word of God, it is too good to be true. And it's contrary to the scriptures. Like when he says, don't be in a hurry to be rich. Get rich quick schemes where the money will turn over in 24 hours and become times 10. That's not how God works. God works through seed, time, and harvest. If it is seed, time, and harvest. Actually, no time. Seed, harvest. No time. No time. You're being isala, isala. So we've become harvest seed, that one, I don't even know what to call it. So this young man started to talk to him in a few minutes. You see, it's a spirit. Deception is a spirit. He actually went, withdrew all his savings, handed them over to this young man. About five minutes after the man had gone, he said, wait, what, what have I just done? Then he tried to call the phone number. He sat around city square in the rain and first stayed there. I have, I have people here who know that story. They are witnesses. The movie is very bad and interesting. He's, since he's wiser now. You see, that's what I love about God. He's a God of second chances. Even though you've been deceived, that young man right now, I know him. He is building his wealth. Yes, he's one of the smartest right now young men in terms of building wealth, time, what. Right now, he's, he woke up. Because some of us, you've been robbed too, lo too long, but now don't stay there crying in the rain on Kampala Road. Get up, dust yourself off, tell someone about it, let, laugh a little, cry a little, then get up and say, all right, no more robbing me. The most painful robbery is when you participate and you think you're about to make progress. When, anyway, no one forced you, you handed over. In fact, you were there thinking, my God, what an answer to prayer. Ah, sit down. There is a fight for your destiny. There is a fight for your destiny. There is a contending going on this very minute. That's why some of you, as I'm teaching, there are voices in your head. Watch out when someone is teaching and questions are coming back. Your response is quiet questions. You know how we are all sitting looking serious? There are people right now, they are involved in an argument with me. It is loud. Hey, 
they are about they, they are they infecting there right now that that is not you it is another spirit aha uh-huh. who jesus was always answering without them saying anything he would hear their questions quietly the scribes and pharisees and he would answer them because he knew demons were at work in them do not be naive do not be naive how do you become naive you are there thinking that the enemy is somewhere cheering you on as you walk into your destiny that the devil and all the demons of hell are like yeah go on go on nuts go on go on do the will of god no 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 they are plotting day and night to bring destructions your way to bring discouragement your way to show you that god's word doesn't work to lie to you that it is a disadvantage to serve god in your generation to tell you delay it a little how will the other thing work why would something else look like it must be better than serving god if you really think about it why and that's how i was i'm telling you as one who was deceived even while i pastored the church i would sit with my husband and say now for us when will we also make co progress because to me we were not progressing why i had got the script of the world that says what progress looks like and i had elevated it above god that's why some of you are making crazy decisions right now you're living with someone who is not your husband because you want to help god fulfill his word quickly against his word It's a lie that you're at an advantage to marry a man with more money who despises God than a young man who doesn't seem like he has anything going for him because who loves Jesus. It's a lie young ladies. Bankwani ramu taxi. Yes, nekuboda boda, but I'm not still in taxis and boda boda. And I have peace and joy in my marriage. You don't have to give up your dignity to go after what the world has said. It's a lie. Hey! Listen to me, there is a fight for your destiny. You better be aware of it. When you become aware of it, you're going to wake up and start realizing, wait, what decisions am I making? Oh, I've caught you thief. You're trying to involve me in my own self robbery. Get behind me, Satan. Today some of you need to make some radical decisions. Hey, Jesus, help me. This someone is going to be preached. When Moses was born, sit down, first sit down. When Moses was born, all the male children were commanded to be killed. You see the devil knows more about your destiny than you. While Moses' mother just had a baby boy, the devil knew there's been a child born in this generation who is a threat to me. If I can kill all of them, perhaps I will have killed one. He's after you. That's why you think that your journey has to be your sister's journey. Your journey has to be your brother's journey. No, honey. When Jesus was born, all the male children below 2 years were killed by a king he believed god's word more than the pharisees and the scribes 
There are people in authority in your life who are speaking contrary things to the word of God and you've elevated them above God. But the enemy can enter the mouth of your father, your mother, your most respected auntie and uncle and start speaking to you. And then you will respect them above the word of God. I've been there where I wanted to be liked so much by my parents that I was willing to disobey and be disloyal to God. But you see, when you're willing to put that over to God, he will bring it back. On his own accord, he will bring you favor before those same men and women, favor you have not worked for. And suddenly you will be the one in the family who is elevated without your own work. But if you do the other one, you'll remain small and insignificant. Because guess what? Right now, you're not even significant in that family. So what are you protecting? Don't worry. I'm not attacking you. I'm attacking the demons. When David was anointed as king, I want you to know that the, inno the things that look innocent in your life are not innocent. Some of them look like promotion. They are not. When David was to be anointed as king, think about this. He was forgotten by his mother. Which mother forgets the last born? Okay, his father, I don't know. But his mother. Mama, where The children are finished. And even the prophet himself started to think, this handsome one must be the one. Even the prophet was starting to get confused. God had to speak loudly. But you see when God has something prepared for you. Your mother might forget you. The prophet might get confused. But I can assure you, he will, God will say, we will not sit until he arrives. But the enemy didn't stop there. The moment David was anointed king, it first looked like a promotion into the palace. It turned into a, ha a hunting. And some of you are running because when you started serving God, things got difficult. The hunting began. You thought it can't be God. Before I served God, everything looked okay. It's a lie. Had David given up at that point, he would go back to being a shepherd and would never know about an anointed king of Israel. But he was willing for a little while to continue believing the word of God. Should I continue? After Joseph was given a dream by God, and many of you, you've carried dreams in your heart that you've long given up on. What happened next? His own brothers hated him and tried to kill him for it. Then eventually Potiphar's wife also put him in trouble for it. But it was a matter of time. As long as he remained believing the Lord and serving him in prisons, in dungeons, in places where he was mistreated. In just a few years, 13 years, he became the most powerful man in the world. The enemy will present counterfeits constantly. Even today, some of you, counterfeits were presented to you. The problem with the counterfeit is it's difficult to tell it from the real thing. You look at both things and they have the same words. You know, Panasonic, Panasonic, you can miss the eh. And it seems to function just like the original, but it's been messed with. Sconi. Squinny, Sconi, Sony. Somic. The enemy is going to present you, even this year of revival, 
counterfeits are coming. I've said, don't be naive. Don't walk around thinking, ah, me, <laughs> me, the devil can't see me. There's a mark on you, and that's not to scare you, it's to make you realize that be alert. Look, that's what the scripture says actually. In the book of 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, you're going to read it with me. Be what? Sober. Being sober. Sit today, switch on. Watch out. Be sober, but don't just be sober. Also be what? Vigilant. Why? Your adversary. <laughs> the devil. Is your adversary your friend? Your adv- That's why you're comfortable staying at home. Things which it's inconveniencing to be in the sanctuary of God, but it's convenient to go to work every week. Save six days a week. Even, yeah? And to the market, and to the saloon, you make all those adjustments, but church, be sober, be vigilant about convenience against the things of God, because if it's too convenient, it's probably costing you something. He's walking about like what kind of animal? Does it say a killing lion? You know what the enemy has? A voice. That's all he has. He's just a noisemaker. Roaring, roaring, toothless. He has no power apart from the one you give him. He's toothless. He's just a noisemaker. He shouts loud against the word of God. He starts asking you, how shall it be? How will you do that? What about your family? What war food day? Now they are going to say, remember what they said about your cousin who used to serve God? Oh my God, you're going to join them. Mama and say, you are a Catholic. They are going to kill you. They will see you online. You're now a pastor. You shut him down. He's just a noisemaker. He wants to get your attention and get you to hear something he has said. That's what Eve fell for. She engaged in conversation with the devil. Never engage in conversation with the devil. Shut him down. He says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may do what? Devour. What's the answer in verse 9? Resist him. Say resist him. Is resistance running? What is resistance? You stand your ground and refuse to move. You get into a staring contest with the devil and you say you will blink first. I am not moving. My position is God said it. I am doing it. If I die, I die. That's where Esther reached. Esther said, you know what? I am going to see the king. If I die, I die. Our generation, if we are going to contend for this revival, we must get, if you're going to be great in your family, great in your nation, great in your community, great in your generation, you must become one who stands fast and you hold on to the word of God and say, it is written, I am not moving my position until I see the word of God come to pass. Yes, painful things will come. Yes, storms will come. Yes, they will despise me. Yes, words will be spoken. Yes, I will feel alone. Yes, I will be lonely someday but I am steadfast I know that these sufferings which I'm experiencing are experienced by the whole brotherhood in the world I'm not alone by the way the first thing you need to do right now is commonize your trouble some of you think your problem is so unique you're the only one in the world who has been chucked you're the only one in the world who is not malleable. you're the only one in the world who has little money 
You're the only one in the world who they are laughing at. You're the only one in the world with that hair which doesn't grow properly here. Commonize your problem. Every time trouble comes to me, I'm like, I'm sure people are going through much worse. I start to count my blessings. Confuse the devil. Because you see, he doesn't know what you're thinking until you open your mouth. He says, take no thought for your life, saying, you can think it, but that thought is not yours until you speak it. It's the devil trying to plant it in your mind. You just shut up and speak the opposite. He's like, wait, demons, you had an assignment. How come that one is speaking the opposite? No, no, no. You're not the first. Your life is good. from the wilderness had to contend for his assignment. You know that I'm still on the introduction. Maybe we will finish it next time. Jesus from the wilderness had to contend for his... You see the anointing flows. I've been laughing at my father. I see him with notes. I'm always laughing. I'm like, no, I do have notes. You're going to read one of us? Then the other four, four pages are never going to be looked at. Now it has happened to me. But this is such a good message. It's for me. It's for you. You know that Jesus had to contend for his assignment? Please sit down. Look at this in the book of Matthew. Chapter 4, verse 1. Read with me. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. There's something Apostle taught a few weeks ago about the anointing that one of the levels is actually testing. It's part of the journey. Can you stand your ground before they give you? You see, when you go to the gym, they don't hand you 20 kgs on day one, they start with a few weights. And let the muscles keep gaining strength. And each level feels a bit more difficult. Then it becomes normal. Then the next level. But some of us desire big anointing, but we don't want any trouble. We want it to be kasserengeto. You see, in God, we ascend. We don't descend. And ascending requires you to exert yourself. Anyway, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Verse 2, let's keep going. And when he had fasted 40 days, 21 days, and 40 nights afterwards, what happened? <laughs> My God. Uh-huh, let's keep going. Now when the tempter said to him, came to him, he said, do you see what the devil does? What does he do? He says. Do you really think that the devil came in physical form and started talking to Jesus? Of course it was thoughts. Thoughts came in his mind. The first one was, if you, but really you are the son of God. I mean, Jesus, you know that you're the son of God. The heavens was opened. A voice spoke right before you went on the 40-day journey. Eh? Now you command these stones. Counterfeit. He's hungry. The enemy is not going to come and tempt you with something you don't care about. It's going to be something you desire. You desire a spouse. And then he brings someone who looks exactly like what you prayed for. But for them, they have to test before marriage. Then you say, ah, but he's committed. To who? 
committed to who? To himself. I know I'm preaching. What did Jesus do? But he answered. You must answer. Don't be quiet. One of the things I do a lot is I talk back. While I'm alone. I'm alone, but I'm aware that what's going on in my head is a contention. I speak up. I call myself a particular name and I tell myself, switch on. Stop it. You're better than that. No, that's not of God. Now Jesus, when he answered, what did he say? It is written. He brought the thing that is unchangeable. You see, the word of God doesn't change over the generations. They have amendments. This generation is a bit soft. It is amendment in verse 5, section B. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not adjust your, his word to your situation. Your situation must adjust to his word. So he says, I'm going to give you a thing that doesn't shake. It is written in Deuteronomy, I think, 6.6. 6. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And some of us, you're compromising because of bread, daily bread. Your compromise is about your needs being met. Ah, I want to participate in fast fruit. I will participate in third fruit. I will have planned properly. Daily food. Don't elevate your daily needs over the word of God. It's a trap. Mm, let's keep going. Then the devil took him up. He won't stop. He keeps bringing more stuff into the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of... I'm sure Jesus was taking a walk up the temple. He reached the high. Then a thought came. If you're the son of God, throw yourself down. He even now gives him scripture. You know that the devil can visit you with a scripture. It is written. He tells him, it is written. Actually, well, the same thing you've said, it's also written. Yeah. Shall give his angels charge over you, Jesus. Actually, show them. You don't need to go through crucifixion. Just jump. When they see angels grabbing you, you tell them, I am the son of God, they will believe. But that wasn't the assignment. The assignment was that he had to live, be despised. People had to receive him by faith. Because he would need to keep demonstrating to all of us all our life up to now. He'd keep coming back to show us he's the son of God. Our faith would not be in the word. It is written. Hey, which Jesus said to him, it is written again, <coughs> you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil, Panange, the devil, took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. You know where it's pseudo-glory? Eh? Pseudo-glory. Where you get just when you are about to move to I don't know Mpiji, Masaka to plant that church they give you the promotion of your dreams exceedingly high mountain too difficult to resist you say this has to be good quick progress at the price of disloyalty to God's instruction he says to him you look I'm going to show, he shows him the kingdoms. Remember the kingdoms are for Jesus. They are his. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ and he shall reign. But he tells him, I'll give you the kingdoms. The enemy starts to present the very thing God has already guaranteed for you and says, I can give it to you quicker and easier without the process. We've become an impatient generation. We fall into traps that look easy. 
If it looks easy, we are running for it. Be careful. You think it is God if it's easy, not always. In fact, God seems to like to take us through the narrow gate. Difficult. Where he trains us and makes us strong in character. Where we become immovable. Where we become steadfast. Where we become strange to the world. They wonder, what's, what's up with this one? You've been through the training school. Where things don't shake you. Everyone is falling apart. You're like, piece of cake. Why? You've walked with him through the valleys. Showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, all these things I will give you. If you do what? See those three words? If what? We'll fall down. Do you know that they like even and worship me? I'm giving you this, but you need to calm down. It looks like a promotion, but you're down. On, you've fallen. Every opportunity the enemy presents to you to disobey God, every single one, is a demotion. gives you the opportunity to eat the tithe say you give it as school fees God will understand I met a young woman yesterday here at worship harvest Nalia, and she came to me and said you preached about tithe and you said it should be level zero for us as Christians because honestly tithe is not generosity it's not when you return my money you're not being generous Pastor Dennis if I give you my money and you return it you're generous with me it is due so it's just you making sure you're not a thief. So you can't go boasting about tithe as a Christian because it's just that you're not a thief. No one goes around saying, I'm not a thief. I'm not a thief. Papa, I'm not a thief. Like, okay, uh, where is this coming from? Explain the joy of you not being a thief. So if you're not a tither, you're a thief. And wow, that amen was so loud. No, seriously, if you eat the tithe, you're a thief. So if you return the tithe, you're not a thief. That's it. Level zero. Now be generous after that. Generosity is when you willingly get of what the 90% and give to God. Now you're being generous. But you can't say, I'm so generous, I'm a tithe. No, you're not a thief. Yeah. You left the thieves. So she had been, she had been saving to buy a car. And she decided that her, since I'm trying to buy the car quickly, also the tithe will save it. But you know, she told me that how much money she had saved so far while making sure she also eats the tithe. She's trying to buy a car. Hmm? 1.8. You can say we, wah, 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 but we are all deceived at some levels, I tell you. Now you think you're so clever. No, 1.8 million Uganda shillings. That was going to be a very long journey. Of, moreover, on top of that, you're eating the money so that the vara also has access to that one. You laugh. One, hey, what manner of cash? She had reached 1.8 and she was just feeling like, if I tithe, ha, process is going to be long. <laughs> you see, guys, you can laugh at someone when they've, when they've conned them. But when they con you, it's not funny. <laughs> At that point, you really believe. She, at least she's honest. 
So she told me that after the sermon, she said, you know what, I've heard the word, I'm going to obey. So she went and withdrew that because she knew how much tithe she had saved up on that 1.8. Hmm? So she got the tithe and tithed it and started, and she said in two weeks, after two weeks after the tithe, her father called her and said, oh, by the way, I've bought you a car. Do you know why the devil was making sure she eats that tithe of probably 100k? He wanted to keep the car because the tithe was a spiritual release of a free car. We are debunking lies and revealing truth. How do you know it's a lie? As long as it's contrary to the word of God, it's a lie. Period. That's why you must know what the word of God says. Romans, no, James 4, 7. Read this with me. Therefore, how do you resist the devil? Because he said there that you should resist the devil and what, what, what? How do you resist him? Therefore, submit yourself to God. That is, before resisting, the way to resist the devil is not to fight him. You submit yourself to God. To submit is to willingly go under the authority of another. You submit yourself to God and once you're submitted to God to say, if God said it, that is it. I'm not moving my position. Yes, it is hard. I remember after I had left my what looked like a lucrative job. Wow. And we're now in church and, 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 and we didn't have much money. And you know, you'd sit there and start wondering. When are we going to progress? Because I had decided that progress was what I was seeing happening with the others and not in my life and in the lives of those that... But then when you stop to evaluate the, 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 the fact that God has now allowed you instead of investing in only... Because by still we invest financially and you should. It's one of the things we must really contend for as the church. But that God has allowed you to invest in lives. Eternity. That's the opportunity when you serve God. When I'm talking about serving God, I'm not saying quit your job, come and work in the church. No, I'm saying God has given you an opportunity to start that mission or community, to be involved, to give of your tithes and your offerings, to build the church of God, to speak up in your office, to preach the gospel, to be an example, to refuse to take bribes and give bribes, to stand for truth, to live in holy matrimony. Yeah, what does when I say serving God, that's what I'm talking about. To be the light. Because when the light becomes darkness, eh. Romans 8, he says that submit to God, resist the devil, and what will he do? That's what happened, because after that, the devil left Jesus. When he finds a believer who is stuck on the word, he gets bored. Akuvako, you're an irritation. And you need to irritate the devil. Yeah. Irritate him. Romans 8, 6 to 7 says, For to be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is? Why? Because the carnal mind is what? What's that word? 
enmity against God. Why? For it is not subject to the law of God, no indeed can be. I'm going to read another scripture and I'm going to explain this. I think I'll end here. These other ones we shall continue another time. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man does not, you're no longer redoing with me, but the natural man may not, finds it difficult to. The natural man, what does does not mean? It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. The natural man does not. Tasobola is incapable of. The natural man is incapable of the next thing. What? Receiving the things of the Spirit of God. Why? They are foolishness to him. Nor can he even know them. Why? They are spiritually discerned. Here is our problem. We are trying to bring our natural mind to understand the things of the spirit. Those two men, they, they, they just don't meet. I don't know if the word is not meeting. They are parallel to each other. They, they, they can't understand each other. They resist each other. It's like me trying to, I come and I have a serious message, but I'm speaking it in Mm -mm, Spanish is close sometimes. Chinese to a... Not really. I need the language, like in Uganda. Okay. Dr. Emmanuel, I want you to come and make a sentence in your language. And I want Lynette to tell us what he has said. Until Pasalinet is a is a mchig is a mnyankore. Bo Ameiru no chilba. Even if you get the mnyankola and put them here and beat them and tell them I'm going to cut off your head, tell me what Dr. Okuro has said. Tell me, what has he said? Okay, the Baganda, Auntie Mwepan Kanyomu, you are very clever. Eh, what has he said? That I'm anointed. I believe you. Guys, that is yours. That's when your, your natural man is trying to understand the things of the spirit. It's gibberish. Pastor come and stand here. Today you're going to be the natural man. I'm the man of the spirit. You stand here. Okay? So now, I want you to imagine, eh? You are the natural man. So I come to you, and I'm telling you about tithe at our church and fast fruits at our church. And I want you to understand me. Be reasonable. What are you telling me? Be reasonable. What do you mean? Like, can't you see this thing? It works. You get your whole income of January, and you give it to the church. School starts tomorrow. What are you talking about? School fees. 
Let me tell you, this thing works. People have been telling us testimonies at church. There's this couple, they got land. Other people, they got a car. It's a cult. The other, when you're bringing spiritual things to the natural man, they are saying you're being robbed. You're being tricked. You're being deceived. People are like, Bambi, Kala used to think that girl, eh? You know, in school, she was so clever. Yeah, they are in a good, a good head on their shoulder, eh? But man, they join some space, eh? They are taking their money. Go slow on her. Don't overhang, hang around her. Sit. Do you know why? Your, the natural man does not, cannot, is not able to know them. You trying to bring your natural man. That's why you must feed your man of the spirit like crazy. That's why you must be in the word, listening to teachings, reading your Bible, memorizing scripture, showing up for prayer one hour, strengthening the man of the spirit because the staff of the spirit is spiritually discerned. You can be carnal while you're born again. Go read First Corinthians. They were speaking in tongues, performing miracles, and at the same time sleeping with their mothers. If you do not get spiritual this year, there is a contention for your destiny. If you do not make room for the things of the spirit, there is a contention for your destiny. Don't be naive. The enemy is figuring out how to kill you in your infancy in the spirit. He's figuring out how to deceive you, how to present something else as better than what God is presenting. So you must get radical. It's time to get radical. It's time to elevate the spiritual. It's time to soak in the word. It's time to put away Netflix. It's time to put away DSTV. It's time to give up on your friend who, on that place where they give out movies. It's time to soak yourself up in the word and get saturated. It's time to know the will of God as it is. Because I tell you, it is possible to live in a generation where there is is a revival and you are simply a spectator because guess what just because God said it doesn't mean it will happen in your life but also just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist the spirit and the flesh do not mix stop reasoning with your assigned murderer the devil has an assignment to murder your dreams. Don't reason with him. Don't give him room in your life. Serving God is not a waste of time. Giving to God is not a waste of time. Honoring anointed people is not deception. Honoring your father and mother is not a lie. You must be spiritually minded. You must know the will of God. You must elevate the spiritual over the natural. You must become radical about obeying God before you feel it. You must become radical about obeying God before you understand it. You must become like a crazy person. Because guess what? There is a contention for your destiny. God has released the glory this year like never before. There is a next level. It is hidden in the wisdom of God for you. There is a next level. There is a glory prepared for you. Your parents can prepare for you or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. Your boss can prepare for you or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. You can prepare for yourself or you can tap into what God has prepared for you. But make no mistake, there are things that God has prepared for you you 
He has prepared them for you to know them in this season. Your eyes haven't seen them. Your ears haven't heard them. They haven't entered into your heart. But they are ready to be revealed. They exist in a realm of the spirit. That's why you're dissatisfied. That's why you wonder, how come everything looks okay in my life, but I feel there is more. God is drawing you in. Blessed is the man who God draw, uh, who God causes to draw to him. Blessed is that man who starts to feel like there's a drawing. Respond to that grace. Say yes to the things you're afraid of before you qualify, before you understand, before you figure it out. It's time to say yes. It's time for our generation to arise. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You just need to turn on the light of God. Worship harvest, I need you to go and find the sermon that Apostle Moses preached yesterday at Streams of Life. There is an impartation in it for you. Turn it on, play it, and pray in the spirit. It's short, but there is something in that sermon. Today when I was stuck on what to preach, I just listened to it and something just opened. There is something in it for you. It's in your spirit. Just have to pray in tongues. The thing you desire is in your spirit. The wisdom you desire is in your spirit. Strengthen your spirit, man. Strengthen your spirit, man. It's in your spirit. It's in your spirit. It's time to contend for the things that God has prepared for us. They exist. We refuse to be deceived any longer. We refuse to be left behind any longer. It's time for us to grab a hold of truth. Yes, you start to get revelation in the word of God like never before. The things of God will not bore you anymore. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by the spirit of the living God. Today, destinies have been realigned in the name of Jesus. Don't be a spectator in this moment. Don't wait for some drama. Just lean in and grab a hold of something. Grab your next level. Make a sitaka. Randa kapele boshi. Maralalabasa prata. Mereke setelebozi. Maralalakansata. No more deception in the name of Jesus. Mokosita. Elebosita la 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 ba. Mekelelelebosita la ba. Merelebositelelelelebo. Lift your voice and start praying. Just lift your voice. Don't be passive. 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 Don't be it's time to say yes. We bless the Lord. Thank you for calling you. Thank him for 
a moment like this for a generation like this we say yes we say yes Lord hallelujah what a word hey That wasn't a message for taking notes. No. Hallelujah. Wow. I know for sure that God has spoken to you. And very clearly. Very, very clearly, some of you my sense is that there is such clarity I'm still trying to figure out the appropriate response Pastor B3 just come you know you left me at high mountain Luke 4-5 isn't that where we were? Yes. says the devil taking him up sure that verse is coming on a high mountain now this wasn't a physical mountain you see when you've been fasting that long you are so spiritually sensitive that's why I tell people when you're in season 21 don't watch movies don't listen to stuff only Bible because you are spiritually sensitive the most radical cults were born in the time of the highest revivals yeah it was in the days of Charles Finney and those guys that the, the Mormons were born Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, both of those, they were in, at the height of the American revivals. So it's in high spiritual activity that also you, you are open up to spiritual things. So this, this mountain, it wasn't like in the wilderness there was a high mountain. It wasn't there. That's why he says he showed him all. You which mountain do you know of where you can see all the kingdoms of the world, which is physical? In a moment of time, how can you see all the kingdoms of the world just because you've climbed Renzori? If you climb a physical mountain, you don't see anything. It's just white. This was a spiritual mountain. And the devil took him there. And he showed him. But here is what he showed him. Things of the world. The kingdoms of the world. Now I want to show you. A, I want to show you an alternative scripture. Okay. Give me Revelation 21.10. Give me Revelation 21.10. 
Revelation 21.10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain. And what did he show me? The great city, the holy Jerusalem. You see, even in, in the prophetic world, there are prophets who will only show you the things that excite your flesh. Yeah. I can use my prophetic gift to just show you the stuff that excites your flesh. You're getting five million this week. You're getting this, that. It, it's all, and it's all, it cannot be accurate. Super accurate, but it is taking you away from the call, the assignment. If we are this anointed and this many, why is the church still in, in decline and moving, being battered by the enemy when we have all these weapons? We are not shooting where we are supposed to be shooting. We are using all our ammunition for all the wrong purposes. Instead of evangelism, planting churches, making disciples, deploying missionaries to nations, we are pursuing the kingdoms of this world. And it's, uh, yeah. You see, even the one that he showed him, he shall give his angels. It's still, you see, don't, the devil can even use a preacher to deceive you. In fact, most people were deceived. They didn't come to it in their private Bible study. Yeah, that's why he says you, you, they, will, they will come preachers. Who will what? Speak the stuff that excites your ears. You're itching to hear. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't keep his promises. God will be faithful to you. God will heal you. God will provide for you. God, God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine. But I want you to honestly ask yourself in your heart what are you willing to give up if it was clear it is God speaking to you? And if in your heart you are like, uh -uh, not that one, not that, then you are on this path. And God wants to redeem your future. Bible says that he has made us sit together. He has raised us up together and has made us sit together. Where? In the heavenly places, not in the kingdoms of this world. Why is the devil showing Jesus kingdoms of this world? And yet the spirit is showing John the heavenly Jerusalem. The being minding the things that are of heaven, being spiritually minded. Don't I think you know I really struggled because I wanted her to preach some other time later. I kept putting names of different people who should preach today. At the end I just said, Yeah, I put her name to start. And it is clear what God is telling us. 
this is not the kind of fast for you to find a husband, a wife, a, a house, a, a promotion, a what? No, no, no. This is for the kingdom. Yeah, this season 21 is for kingdom advancement. And God has promised that if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these other things that everyone is clamoring for, they shall be added. They shall be added. Now lift your voice and pray. 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 such a poor job of being married even as a Christian who loved God that it was clear it was going to take a miracle for it to work out it wasn't working I keep telling people between being single and in the wrong marriage single is heaven yeah, yeah. 
It says that everyone wants to find out for themselves. No, no. They are like, no, 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 no. Okay, at least follow the guidelines. Do not be equally unyoked. Unequally yoked. <laughs> but at least that saved us. Like none of us was going to go anywhere. But it was as bad as it can be in Christ. Now, if you don't even have in Christ in the picture, now, isn't it ridiculous? Because when you're in a situation like that, very bad marriage. The last thing you should do <laughs> is start a church. Yeah, I mean, we should all look at you and say, We know you feel you think God has called you, but right now, <laughs> your thing is not working. You're going to be an embarrassment. You now, your marriage now will crash not as some small person, but as a, a lead of the church. Maybe you're broke. <laughs> you, you know, first sort your finances, then you think about ministry. Or, I don't know what it is you think you need to first sort. Hmm. But isn't it ridiculous? And I thank God that today JK is here. Yeah. Hey! The man who taught us the grace of God. Isn't it amazing that it is through the very church I started wow. in a broken, terrible marriage that, that my marriage was healed. If there was no worship harvest, where will J.K. have found us to teach us discipleship evangelism? Wow. Am I making sense? So, please, you see, you think you are amazing in your head. No, you don't even know where Jupiter is. So you are not. <laughs> yeah. God, the God who created you and loves you, he knows exactly how to rescue you from your current sticky place. Wow. So when he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things shall be added to you. Wow. That includes mending those broken wow it's amazing because we always think let me fix this first then God we will start on your thing and God says no we start on my thing first then I will fix your thing now you are in a negotiation with God Mbu, Mbu you, you fix yours first then you whatever he is then wow. he's like no 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 friend no we fix mine it's a very interesting scripture I read the other day David decided to build a house for God yeah he was so insistent on it I don't even know. This part I wasn't. It, all this part is not part of the service plan. So if you are in, you are, in case you didn't know, you are in a prophetic flow right now. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. So David decides to build a house for God. In fact, God even stopped him from doing it. But he decided to build, to, 
to purchase all the building materials. It's like, okay, even if I won't build it, it will be my bricks, my cement, whatever. But anyway, he was there, what, God, what, 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 then God told him, no, 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 no. No. Too much blood. <laughs> you will not. And then, guess what God told David? Huh? I don't have time to look for that scripture, but you know it. God told David, I will build a house for you. I will build a house for you. Hmm. Do you think he was talking about a physical house? Because that one already David had. The, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David. You may be here and you don't know it, but wow. you are a part of the household of David. Wow. True riches. When you give God these temporary things of yours, time, life, what? He can give you something eternal. Something eternal. He can give you something that can never end. God told David, you people, I, at least you should have typed in, I will build you a house. And to, to bring seven. that, to bring that scripture seven. so that people know I'm not lying. Huh? Second Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7. Mm. Yeah. Please. We're in a prophetic flow. Are you still praying in the spirit even as I, I explain? Whatever you do, don't stop praying. This part, yeah. Whatever you do, don't stop praying. Verse 27. Is that computer frozen? <laughs> Is the person not hearing that? Yeah. For you, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant, saying, yeah? I will build you. A I house. will build you a house. That's second what? To Samuel 7. Believe it or not, I'm concluding. <laughs> We said I'll build your house. I'll, I'll give you a son and of his kingdom there shall be no end. That's what he told him. Please you have one life one here on earth. Your best choice is to give not some of it all of it to God and say now do what you want. God will amaze you. God has never called anyone to demote them. Amen. Never. 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 I have seen it. I have seen it in my life. I have seen it. 
I'm not telling you something that I've not seen. I have seen it. Okay. We need to start concluding. But there is someone, as Pastor Bithri was preaching, you were pricked to the heart. I'm not, please, let's not do this safety thing of mabokrasery altar call. No. You know, it was so special. It was so special, you couldn't think. Maybe there was a statement in there. You were left aghast. In fact, you were not among those ones who were shouting like and lifting whatever. I need you to come here to the front. You know yourself. You are like, this is it. You are like, this is it. You are like, this is it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please pray. You, are, you came to pray. This is a special night for you. Special. This is a... You are, you are saying, God, this is it. This is it. Pray, 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 pray. I don't hear you praying, people back there. I don't hear you praying. The people at the front, just pray. Just pray. Just thank God for calling you out, for marking you out, for inviting you into a life of significance. You're saying yes not to man, you're saying yes to God, and you're saying no to the opinions of people. You're saying no to the agenda of men. You're saying, Lord, I have one life, and I'm giving it to you. God sees your heart. The Holy Spirit sees you. He's working in you right now. It will not be through your own effort. This, this surrender that you've done, that's all. He's taking it over from here. He's taking it over from here. He's going to amaze you. Hey. Hey. Come on, lift your voices and pray. Pray for our brothers and sisters as they say yes to the agenda of heaven. We say yes to you, Lord. We say yes. You alone, you alone, you alone.
my brothers and sisters at the front just say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus I give you all of my life not in my strength but in your strength not in my effort but by your grace I'm available to serve you in my generation Amen 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 Amen. Thank you Jesus Thank you for saying yes Jesus I need you to send a message to your location pastor tonight before you go to bed and say I walked in front even at other locations who are joining us Amen. Just send, and just say I walked in front the pastors will now take it over from me and they are going to deploy you they are going to assign you they are going to send you to start accomplishing great things Amen. in the kingdom and I can tell you this the things she started with the prophecy God is going to promote you <laughs> in his time Bible says God has exalted Jesus Amen. to the highest but it doesn't start there. It says, therefore God has exalted him. Because it first talks about how he humbled himself to death, even death on the cross. It says, therefore God has exalted him. Amen. Amen. Pastors who are present, just come and lay hands on these people and pray with them. Just put your hand on their back. Just put your hand on Location pastors. Let's move quickly. It's, the time is dark, so move quickly. Move quickly. Move quickly. I feel like there is something God is doing here right now. Just lay hands. Lay hands. Let them receive an extra dose of the Holy Spirit. Pastors, move quickly. Move in authority. We don't have time. Everybody pray. This is a holy moment. Everybody pray, 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 pray.
usually when I get here I don't know what it is that I'm going to say until I start speaking today I know Leaders of worship harvest. Leaders. The leaders. Hmm? The leaders. You're leading people. God is asking us to repent. and prophet cannot stand here and ask you to go back into the room and just stay in your houses you're grieving him and you're going to be cut off because God is in a hurry the mission must be accomplished join an online church leave worship harvest he cannot stand here and ask you to give your first fruit and you think it's a suggestion everyone watching online eh? this is to leaders in the room, this is to leaders you're leading people you must be begged to get onto the Bible plan you must be begged to go for 6am prayer The world is ready and the world is receiving Apostle Moses. The world is receiving him. The world is receiving him. Repent. No one asked you to commit to join the ready to serve team. Why are we begging you to serve? Why are we begging you to join a team to serve? Why are we begging you to lead a mission or community? You made your commitment to God. Don't use your words flippantly. Don't say yes you won't do it if you have said yes do it members of worship harvest Nalia do you want us to take the apostle and prophet to another location because you refuse to receive him you refuse to come to church we have to find people to come for business garage. Stop it! Stop. 
stop it. You have a building, you have facilities, you have holy furnishings, you have it all. Just go. Because God is in a hurry. God is in a hurry. Our prophet has been exalted. God let the Israelites by the hand of Moses if he says go back to physical church your response is not I will pray about it you see our prophet has seen the promised land there are things that he won't tell us because they are too much for us to handle there are things he won't tell us because even the things he has already told us we refuse to do he's being slowed down do not be the person that refuses our prophet from entering the promised land do not be the person that refuses this movement to enter the promised land look if you don't want to do it, just stop. Mom, God is bringing people. God is bringing leaders. Let me, let me tell you. Do you think it's a mistake that the prayer that God has given an apostle is sons and daughters? Why is he asking for sons and daughters? Aren't you here? Why is that a prayer that God has put on apostles' heart? Because we refuse to be sons and daughters. Do you know who are the sons and daughters? Grace City Church. They're experiencing the thing that we should have been experiencing here. I speak to you and I speak to myself. There's a time I was fasting for a long period of time because I was grieved and in my mind I'm like this is warfare apostle told me stop fasting stop fasting you're a spiritual person <laughs> if you fast with what you're feeling in your heart you might open a thing I beg you stop grieving apostle we're in season 21. God wants to lift him up. And God will lift him up with or without you. I want to be on the with side. And I wish I could say something now to make you scream amen and uplift you. repent God is in the room he's healing those who need to be healed what all that stuff is happening it is but he's calling us to heck 
take repentance. You see, when you pray, God rewards you publicly. We cannot beg you to join Harvest Institute. We cannot beg you to come to church. We Look, Uncle, I tell you, eh? Those days are over. We've entered the season of together navagenda. I'm telling you. Style up quickly. Why do you think many words have come saying we've been given a second chance? God is being merciful, but he's in a hurry. So you need, look, eh? you need to repent tomorrow, now, like yesterday. We can't beg you to have your MC meetings. We can't beg you to send in the report. We can't beg you to come to garage. We can't beg you to do that. Everything is for begging. Our inheritance is being taken away by people who are seeing our apostle and the prophet in the way he should be seen. Repent. Repent. Do not send any of your leaders a crying message tonight. I'm sick and tired. Don't send it. Do not send it. Just do it. Hold your meetings. Give your first fruit. Build the church of God. Go on frontier. Stop giving reasons for evangelism. For not doing it. Repent. The end. I don't know what to do with the information right now. So I will call the father of the house to help me. Because I do. Do you receive that word? I'm going to invite our friends who have come forward to go, to go back and sit. I think your part. It just happened that the prophetic word came when you were in front. So don't feel like... Oh yeah, it's not, it wasn't about... It's for all of us to re review and renew our commitment to the cause. Because God is in a hurry. Amen. Do you have a word? Yes. Um, it, this has kept coming for someone here. It's not too late. It's not too late. There's been a thing going on in your mind. Huh? It's too late. You're looking at mistakes made, time spent, and God wants you to know it's not too late. Start today. Yes, it's always best to start early, but even Moses, God used him at 80. So that word about second chance, don't stay, break, break camp. Eh? You've been on that mountain of feeling bad about decisions too long, now break camp and, and move into what God has called you to. And, and, and interestingly, the thing, that revelation Apostle brought of a high mountain, I, I hadn't, had never seen it. But what had come to me, I had been stuck at that text in Matthew 4 in the Bible plan because I realized 
it's another word for someone else that Jesus, after he had come from a hectic spiritual experience with God and should have been launched into his assignment, was met with immediate distractions. He came straight from the wilderness, having fasted 40 days and 40 nights, supposed to be launching straight into his assignment, and there were counterfeits being offered immediately. And I think and that word Apostle gave, that was a prophetic word about don't like finding yourself consumed in the season of fasting and prayer, spiritual time of revival, and your and instead the enemy is filling your mind with need, uh, bread, uh, promotions at work, worldly stuff. And not only that, another thing that happened is when he came out, the first news he had was that John the Baptist had been imprisoned. So Jesus didn't stay there and dwell on it. He left that city and went to another city and started ministry. And so for some of you, it's grief in this season. We've, we just, it's this, in this season, of God is focusing us on an assignment for an entire generation. You know what that means? An entire generation. And the enemy wants to reduce your time of prayer to rent, to pain in your leg, to your mother's backache, to someone who passed away, to grief over loss of a job. So watch out for those distractions and instead now switch and start to pray about destiny and start to take action on destiny things. Basically, look away from yourself because the enemy was trying to focus Jesus on himself and instead of focusing on the assignment. So it's time to focus on the assignment. And the other word, Apostle gave, I want to bring it back. Someone, it passed you. The movie thing, it's not a joke. That was a very specific instruction because you're open spiritually and that means that when you watch a movie and for example, there's adultery and you're open spiritually, eh? you tap into a thing spiritually. This is light. This is God turning on the lights. Some of you are starting to see that's why. And that's when you'll be shocked that suddenly you feel tired and irritated after prayer and you feel like watching a movie will make you feel good. So don't do it. Switch on. Get into the, the, the listen to someone's teachings. We have so many teachings from worship harvest. Just go and listen to apostles' teachings and just be consumed. At lunchtime, be in the word. At breakfast time, be in the word. Instead of natural food, get into spiritual food and strengthen your spiritual man and, and also your spiritual antennas. Get switched on. Be in fellowship. Yeah? As much as is in your power, be present in fellowship in the hearing of the word. But it's not too late. It's not too late to get into your assignment that God gave you that you know in your heart. Amen. Wow. Hey. Have you had, had a good time? Even with the rebuke? Yeah. The Bible says God does what? Chastises those he loves. If he doesn't love you, if you are not chastising, you are a, a, what word do they use? A bastard. Illegitimate. But if you are a legitimate son, daughter, he chastises. Right? So, yeah. Uh, if you are in the worship harvest, Nalia discipleship family, and you are an adult, in other words, you are above what is adult 18 
above 15. Is 15 okay? We are going to have a family meeting. Say family meeting. On Saturday. Say Saturday. At 4 p.m. Say 4 p.m. Why are we having this family meeting? We can't receive that prophetic rebuke and we just go on. I think that would be dangerous. The little I know about life and ministry. I think that would be like irresponsible. Like the prophet came here, even knelt down and then we just go on. I don't think that would be wise. So, ozono pastors, or cohort shepherds, all MC leaders, plus all your members who are above 15. Say without exception. Without exception. We have a meeting on Saturday at 4 to appropriately respond to that prophetic word. Maybe the prophet might come back if she has mercy on us and even explain a bit more because this was just the way it was. So don't say, ah, now the WhatsApp message didn't reach me. What? No. Now I've put it out there. Even the other people who are not in worship of scenario, start telling your friends who are. Well, when you find someone from Nalia this week, you say, you know about the four o'clock meeting on Saturday, right? And those who show up, whether five or ten or twenty, those, we will know those are the sons and daughters. Those are the ones we are going to go with and change the world. Yeah. Those who don't show up will just know you're a club member. We'll keep welcoming you on Sunday for your club activity of singing and listening to the word and drinking soda and we'll let you go. But if you consider yourself a disciple in this location, what day? Saturday. What time? 4 p.m. Even Pastor Jeremy is going to do artwork for that meeting. Hey. So that you don't say, I didn't see the message to be in the picture. Saturday, 4 p.m., everyone who is a disciple in worship of Esnalia and you are above 15, we have a meeting. Hey. How about that for clarity? What's the purpose of the meeting? To appropriately respond. Because we don't want to just go on and assume that everyone will respond individually. Because we like, we love each other here at Nalia, don't we? So when we think that instead of letting everyone sort themselves out, we say, ah, let's come together and sort ourselves out together. Yes. Is that okay? Yes. All right. Now, I know this is a prayer meeting, and, you know, but you, you could be here and you're not born again. Mm. Yeah. In this church, we can't close a meeting without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Or you once walked closely with him, and now you got confused about it. Is there anyone? Yeah. There's a yeah. hand. There's a hand there. Yeah, please, my brother, come. Anyone else? 
anyone else. You are like, I want to give my life to Jesus. Whoever wants to give your life, just come forward. Let's celebrate them. Their courage. Let's celebrate them. These people are making the most important decision of their lives. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Welcome, my sister. Welcome, my brother. Wow. Anyone else? You see, it's not... That is what we do. Give our lives to Jesus. Every day, every day. No one else. You are not staying back on such a good day. Wow. No one. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah. You just put your hand up. That's how I know you're there. I know you might be feeling it in your heart, but if you don't put your hand up, I will not... I might not sense you out. <laughs> All right. So, again, the Bible says that when one person comes to the Lord, there is much celebration in heaven. Yay! So let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Please just pray this prayer after me, and everyone else will pray it so you don't feel weird. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. For dying for, me. for dying for me. Forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. And give me a new life. Give me a new life. I give my life to you. I give my life and to receive you as my Lord and Savior. Receive you as my Lord and Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. That I'll be able to walk this new life. That I'll be able to walk this joyfully. Joyfully. Amen. 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 Hey. This right here is Pastor Stephen. He's going to just take your contacts, your name and phone number so that we can reach you and be able to walk with you on this new journey. Welcome. Welcome. Just over here. Come on now. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And those who have done that online, the number to text or call is 0775 6422449. If you're watching us online, this is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. Not tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Thank you, Lord. Thank Amen. Jesus. And friend, thanks for coming. Let's keep coming tomorrow. Invite someone. Tell them it's not the same. In the room, you know, like when we called people who were responding to the word, if you were there in the kitchen. Wow. People are here wholeheartedly giving. Now you are in the kitchen. Somewhere between onions and what? And tomatoes. It can be complicated. So let's be in the room as we take this season 21. Today's day two. Do you know, those of you, I know some of you didn't pass mathematics. But what that means is that 10% of season 21 is gone. Wow. Yeah. A whole 10%. Yeah, you've tithed already season 21. Now just uh, another 90% to go. Amen. Amen. Uh, Pastor Ari is in the house. Hey! Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for what you've done tonight. For your word. For us to give our lives to you. For your word of rebuke. For your words of encouragement. Thank you for our brothers and sisters who tonight they felt a special call to give it all. 
we know you will enable them and it won't be by power or by might but by your spirit we bless you thank you for everyone who came may there be a clear difference between those who came and those who did not in in terms of results because you are a righteous god so we'll not pretend that those who sow and those who don't sow should get the same harvest no so give these people here an extraordinary harvest in their lives this year 2022 in jesus name amen amen god bless you so much see you tomorrow at five o'clock when we take off with prayer Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.